This is All Things Answers, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 77, a look at ANSYS Motion, what it is and what it's new at 2020R2, along with a review of the news in the ANSYS world. Welcome to this special post-Thanksgiving edition of our little podcast. I'm Eric Miller, one of the owners at PADT, and um, it's Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, here in the U.S., we have this holiday, if you're not from the U.S., called Thanksgiving, where we eat a lot of turkey and watch a lot of football. It's generally an opportunity for families to gather. Um, this year, less so, obviously, because of the coronavirus than most, but it was a nice four-day break, um, and uh, I, I definitely uh, goofed off a lot and um, didn't do this podcast on Wednesday or Friday or Saturday. So here we are Sunday um, recording this bit. But I do want to take this opportunity to uh, express how thankful we are for making our living in the world of ANSYS, which, um, when compared to other industries, has done just fine through this pandemic and even done its bit to help combat the disease. I also want to uh, share with everybody how thankful we are at PADT for our employees, our partners, our customers, and yes, our listeners on this little podcast. I meant to do this uh, Wednesday, like I said, before the break, but um, yeah, uh, here we are Sunday. So there's a little bit of noise in the background. Someone's making Christmas cookies um, in the oven downstairs in the kitchen. So my goal is to get this done in time to get the cookies when they're fresh out of the oven. So I may rush a little bit. Um, a little tongue twisted as well. I think I've been napping too much. So apologize for that up front. Let's get to our interview. Uh, today, we're going to talk about ANSYS Motion. Uh, this is a unique product in the ANSYS family because it's actually a third-party tool integrated in the ANSYS mechanical and workbench framework. Um, as the name implies, it's used to model motion of assemblies, and it does it really well. Uh, let's see what Jim Peters, who's our expert at PADT on this product, has to share about one of what is really one of my favorite ANSYS tools. Here we are uh, the Monday before Thanksgiving. I want to welcome Jim Peters joining me today to talk about ANSYS Motion 2020 R2. Hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. So um, if you've listened to our discussions before on this topic, you know that I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of this product. And, and like Jim, I in my youth, I used uh, a competitive tool that uh, was kind of the dominant uh, kinematics and dynamics uh, motion tool for a very long time. But now we've got a really powerful tool in ANSYS Motion. So um, how, how long have you been doing this kind of simulation, Jim? Ah, oh, yeah, a long time. Yeah. 30-something, <laughs> um, 30 30-plus 30 yeah. years. I yeah. think I went to Ann Arbor for training. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 20 it was right after we started PADT so it's yeah. been 1995ish uh time period for me when i learned um and the name of the code is escaping me right now um yeah adams adams yeah. thank you yeah. adams mm -hmm. yeah adams um and uh did some cool stuff with it and then haven't really touched that kind of a tool until um you know we added the rigid body motion capability and mechanical and now ansys motion and let's start there. What, yeah. what exactly is ANSYS Motion and how does it different from, say, ANSYS RBD? Well, it, it's definitely a much more advanced tool. Um, 
the the rigid body dynamics tool is is you know very efficient for rigid structures and there is the capability through you know CMS to add some flexibility modal based uh, representation of some flexibility but you know it's it's uh, really kind of designed for just pure kinematic studies now ANSYS Motion is one that has uh, four different solvers under the hood. You can do all rigid or you can do some flexible bodies. You can mm-hmm. do some modal bodies or you can do what they call the the meshless, which isn't really meshless, but it's <laughs> hidden mesh. <laughs> it's a hidden mesh <laughs> behind the scenes uh, uh, capability. So the ability to be able to do full kinematic studies with flexible bodies is really where motion stands out from from other tools right and primarily in long transients if you're going to simulate a very complex long duration transient involves a lot of contact you know Mm -hmm. if you're explicitly modeling gears and so forth that that is a very difficult uh uh proposition for a lot of codes and um the ANSYS motion really has um, uh, a, a tremendous contact capability. It uses a a uh, implicit scheme, so mm-hmm. it, it's very stable and it's uh, much faster than what you would get if it was an explicit scheme. Mm-hmm. So. And that's that's kind of one of the keys, right? Is as you move these objects around, whether they're rigid or flexible, um, when things come into contact is when things get really interesting and. And uh, that's definitely been our experience, I think, is that it's been really good at that. Um, and, and it's got a full capability of things like joints and connections and those sort of things, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it it has, you know, some of the, the core uh, functionality that you would see in any kind of, of, of kinematics code, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of specialty toolkits. Right for for doing specific types of uh, machinery uh, you know drivetrain and links and belts and uh, right. all of those that would typically be a pretty laborious uh, mm-hmm. you know type of thing to do without having some kind of of way of automating that process very cool very cool it's a it's a it's and it's got a nice user interface as well um uh, from what i've played with it um really really pleased with that tool um but what we're here to talk about today is what's new and um why don't you why don't you let's should start off by what's what's your favorite new capability at 2020 r2 and motion well, they certainly uh, are continuing to augment its capability of, of more complex gear systems and, okay. and so forth. And so, um, you know, there there's really developments kind of being done on two fronts. One is into the main interface and mm-hmm. the other is exposing existing capability toolkits and so forth within a uh, act extension for okay. doing pre-processing using the mechanical environment. That that a lot of ANSYS users are are a lot more familiar with mm-hmm. that structure and so forth. So it's kind of going uh, in in two realms there. Uh, more exposure to to the mechanical environment as well as as functionality being added to the uh, base product as well. 
Which, which is certainly something we've seen, uh, and you of I have talked about with LS Dyna, right? In the, mm-hmm. um, you know, here's this uh, other solver, but uh, using LS, uh, using the Ansys mechanical preprocessor to set up first kind of the the basics of the model, maybe just the geometry and some basic things, and then over yeah. time more and more functionality exposed to where you can get further and further towards hitting the solve button uh, within the mechanical interface. So, so like in your, I know you haven't had a lot of time to play with it, but are <laughs> are we like for for a, for a, not a super com- complicated model, but for a, I know we we've been doing a lot of solar panel actuation recently. So if you want to model one of those things. Um, um, can you get most of it done in mechanical and hit the solve, or do you eighty like percent? Yeah, the the act extension was kind of introduced in twenty nineteen R three, and that mm-hmm. introduced some of the basic um, um, you know joint capability and so mm-hmm. forth into the mechanical environment. And right. so, what's come in twenty twenty R two is really the exposure of some of those. Um, uh, drive gear kits and so nice. forth okay. uh, coming into to that environment as well. So larger subsystems being able to be put together. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly those that are familiar with that uh, kind of architecture of the the workbench environment. You you find that very you know a very nice environment for setting up you know, joints and relations and so forth like that. I think one of the big things that's that's come on both through indirectly through the act extension as well as in the standalone product is a uh, plug-in for space claim. So in the standalone product, you know, you used to be able to just import external CAD, Mm -hmm. but there's now a specific plug-in for space claim in nice. the uh, standalone tool to be able to port geometry directly in there. And that certainly helps uh, in a lot of the prep of that, you know, not having to rely on neutral formats and so forth mm-hmm. to, to bring CAD in. So plus the ability to be able to do some quick modifications on geometry and then push it right back in again. It's, it's yeah. really big. Especially simplification. Yeah, that's yeah. a powerful, powerful capability. So that's that's actually a big step forward in the integration is is getting space claim uh, integrated with the standalone version. Um, that's that's kind of huge. I didn't realize that was in there. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's good. So, so of those uh, new kind of, I don't know if you call them libraries or modules, <laughs> uh, power modules or toolkits, what, what's, what's a really cool one that you've uh, discovered at 2020R2? Well, uh, you know, the Lynx kit is really cool. If you, mm-hmm. you know, trying to model chains and so forth like yeah. that. Yeah, that's a very complicated uh, process and it would take a long time to set up contact and so forth. So that uh, chain system, uh, a lot of that functionality has been uh, ported into the ACT extension. So that nice. with the drivetrain are, are, are really nice. That is very handy, and I, I actually remember doing that many, many years ago, trying to model a uh, – it was actually a belt drive, um, and, you know, coupling the drive shaft to the driven shaft using just a gear ratio was very straightforward to do, but I wanted to get the elasticity of the belt in there because it was causing some issues at certain resonances, and, yeah, I never – I gave up. 
Yeah. <laughs> now I guess that's a fairly straightforward process. Yeah, that's a much easier process today than it used to be, for sure. Yeah, all that contact was was crazy. Um, very cool. Um, so what what else should we share with our listeners that's uh, exciting? Well, there's, there's kind of four major um, kind of items that have come in uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 R2 in the main product. And that's mm-hmm. the, there's a CVT modeling tool and, you know, that's, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Really uh, uh, helps the whole combination of, you know, supporting pins and pulleys and placing connector models and being able to tension up that uh, belt and, and things like mm-hmm. that. So that's a new module uh, that's in there. Uh, there's a ball screw, excuse me, ball screw, screw. modeling tool mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is in there as well. And um, another and thing uh, that I I did in Adams back in the day for the space station actually was a ball screw actuator. Um, very hard to do. I'm so glad that this is in there now. Yeah, that's and that's yeah, like I said, that's a very detailed. Yeah. As all the helical patterns and nice. fillets and, and balls and everything's being modeled with contact. And so that's really a, a wow. Uh, a strong example of how that contact algorithm is working so well to be able to model something in full 3D detail like that. So I want to go back to that because, um, you know, in the past, the way you would model a ball screw like that, and if you're familiar with a ball screw, it's a, it's basically a, a nut, um, on a, on a threaded, uh, screw, but instead of, uh, thread to thread, there are, um, uh, ball bearings in the grooves. So you get a much more efficient and, and less lossy transfer of, of torque across the, the, as you, as you actuate, you can turn rotational motion into linear motion. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and the way we used to do that is just write an equation that said, you know, for this number of turns, you get this much motion axially. Um, this is modeling the actual 3D ball screw. Yes, that's right. Now, I, I have to mention, I did uh, model this in the mm-hmm. RBD tool before we yes. had mm-hmm. access to this tool. And <laughs> it was much more simplified and kind of worked, uh, but it just highlighted how complex that contact is and just... Right you know, being able to have it follow that actual pattern of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the helical is, is pretty big. So, so backlash is really important in a, in an actuator like that. And being able to calculate that is going to be very, very, that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So that's, that's, I got, I got distracted on that one. Cause that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's such a, that's near, that's a near, that's an actuator that I'm very fond of because I used it very early in my career. So, um, yeah, I like those. What, what's, what's the other, uh, uh, the other one is uh, is a RV reduction gear modeling tool uh, okay. as well. Again, another kind of a subsystem of doing um, gear reduction capability and just being able to you know align different gears of different diameters and so forth together. Mm-hmm. There's a a new cross helical gear tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a non, you know, uh, straight up in, uh, you know, engagement of of uh, gear teeth, mm-hmm. and um, and there's also a interface to uh, Kisoft. Now, Kisoft is a 
um, very detailed gear analysis tool. Uh, it's out okay. of Switzerland, I think, or out of Switzerland. That's appropriate. It yeah. should be in Switzerland. If it's not in Switzerland, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. For so gears. <laughs> probably made it for uh, very fine timepieces. Uh, but it, it's a very, uh, you know, uh, highly detailed, specialized tool for our detailed gear design. Okay. And so there's now an interface to, to Kitsoft to be able to bring those tooth profiles directly in into um, into motion to be able to use those as a reference for your uh, gear uh, mm-hmm. construction themselves. So, yeah, uh, again, a, a really um, almost a specialty that people have developed through the years is modeling those profiles uh, accurately. And the fact that you can now do that using a, a gear design tool is an amazing step forward. That's that's great. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, so those are the ma- major tools. That's you know, big. there's there's been you know some improvement in uh, you know solving when you're when you're dealing with multiple interfaces. Uh, you know, if you're talking about a chain link or a, mm-hmm. or a, a, a multi-component uh, belt drive where you've got simultaneous contact with several you know, drive or, or follower mechanisms, mm-hmm. you know, that often can be a pretty difficult contact uh, right. problem. And they've done some uh, improvements to the algorithm, which is already doing it really well. And so they've been quoting, uh, you know, being able to reduce this one particular application of, of five or six different uh, interface regions from 19 hours down to three and a half hours. Well, that's significant. Yeah. That is significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not. And, and is this using parallel or just algorithm changes, or did they share? Um, yeah, it, it's it's using um, uh, primarily the algorithm change, just okay. you know, just More different change. way of uh, mm-hmm. yeah of handling those multiple engagement points. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, because yeah. that's uh, that can get very complicated very fast <laughs> with yes. some of the things that we're we're modeling these days. Um, cool. So so th- th- that's really really great. And um, before I ask for your final thoughts on it, uh, just a reminder that you're doing a webinar to show off some of this stuff. Is it next week? The week after? Uh, week? Yes. Yeah. That's it. that's it. I think it's December fourth. Think so. Uh, think so. Yeah. Uh, usually on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so if this has piqued your interest, uh, as it should, because very few of us make things that aren't involved in some sort of a, a system assembly, and we need to model the, how that thing interacts over time, um, kind of get it, getting away from the assumption that everything has to be rigid, we can now put flexibility and, and model some of these complex systems uh, much easier uh, using this tool. So definitely check out that webinar, and we'll we'll I'll give the link in the uh, follow on. Um, just kind of in a, as a conclusion, um, what what uh, what what would you like? I, I always like to ask this question: if if you could if you could go to developers and say add this in the next release, um, what what would you like to see next in the tool? Well, uh, I, I mean, it has a lot of the architecture of of what's needed to do mm-hmm. a, a lot of different things. Um, so I, I don't know that I would have anything specific that, that, that okay. I think it's lacking. It, it's more of a, you know, just um, if you can 
run them more complex and faster. That's always a, <laughs> more efficient, always more like faster, <laughs> better, better connection with mechanical, um, probably be a good one. And, um, it's, it's a, I, I've been very impressed with the speed of development as well of the team that's working on it. So yeah. very, very powerful. Well, cool. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on or finish up here? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is when, when you look at the portfolio of all the ANSYS uh, tools that that fit in this kind of arena of, of multi-body dynamics, mm-hmm. just trying to understand where motion really yep. sets itself apart. And um, I, I, I think the, the, the biggest one is is just if you're simulation environment again involves a lot of very complex contact and the event itself is on the order of minutes or hours yes this this is you know a a tool that can practically do that i mean there's some other tools that that theoretically can do that Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. some will do it better than others but it will (laughs) likely be significantly longer and much more difficult to solve problems like that and that's that's really where this product shines and so mm-hmm. um, you know just trying to 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 identify its sweet spot of of application great yeah yeah that's a really good uh place to finish up because i think it's really important to understand that and uh oftentimes you know we when we only have hammers and screwdrivers uh we forget that there's saws out there and yeah. uh, maybe a saw is the right right for the right problem it's the right tool and this is definitely the right tool for the right uh, problems and uh I'm, I'm excited about doing seeing more and more applications of it and uh more and more system level modeling that enables this and and uh and of course you can take the loads from this right and import them into mechanical and and use them for yeah component level simulation as well which is really cool and if you want to go down the road of co-simulation um you can use uh um um, uh, what do they call it now um i want to call it digital mock-up but uh twin builder twin builder yeah Yeah. twin Twin builder Builder to couple all these things together yeah Yeah, MATLAB and and other hydraulic simulators. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of cool capabilities out there. Well, thank you, Jim. As always, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, This will come out after Thanksgiving, so um, stay (laughs) stay safe out there and uh, don't eat too many leftovers. (laughs) All right. Thanks. (laughs) Sounds sounds good. All right. Take care now. Bye. So do check out Jim's webinar on Wednesday, December 2nd at 11 uh, Phoenix time. As always, you can go to brighttalk.com and search for PADT ANSYS Motion to find it. Or you can go to our website, www.padtinc.com slash events, where you can find all of our events, including these webinars. And I, I believe this is the last one for 2020. Maybe there's one more uh, before the end of the year, but I think this is it. Um, so we want to thank everybody for attending those throughout the year. Um, this is usually where we do our um, commercial, but I'm not going to do a commercial this week. I'm just going to give another thanks to you um, and to everyone who listens and is part of the PADT and ANSYS families. Uh, we do appreciate all of you. So let's look at the ANSYS stock. Um, it's at $330.41, which is up um, on Wednesday uh, when the market closed before the Thanksgiving holiday. was up 2.34% for the day. The, the market had a big surge, um, <clears throat> and th- there were some nice gains uh, right before the break. 
mostly because news of the vaccine um, getting further and further and closer and closer, further along and closer to hopefully um, getting injected into people's arms. So we're excited about that. The S&P 500 for the year to date is up 12.62% and ANSYS is up 28.36%. Now, if we look at other stocks in the sector, the ones that I usually track are uh, PTC, Altair, and Autodesk. They're the closest to what ANSYS does. Um, and they're actually doing a little bit better year to date than ANSYS, which is unusual. Uh, PDC is up 45%, Altair 48%, and Autodesk also 48%. I'm not sure why. Um, Autodesk and PTC do a lot more than just simulation. Of course, they're mostly CAD companies or what they like to call themselves PLM companies. Um, and Autodesk has an even broader range of products and broader range of industries. Um, Altair was a bit of a surprise to see them go up as much as they did, but I'm sure there's there's a reason for it. Uh, maybe maybe between now and the next podcast, I'll do a bit of research and find out why that is happening. But uh, it's good to see the whole sector up in general. In the world of ANSYS news, and speaking of PTC, they announced an even tighter integration with ANSYS solvers. That was the big uh, ANSYS news in the last two weeks. Um, basically, what it looks like is that in Creo, which is the CAD package, what they call the CAD package now, um, you could you could run ANSYS Discovery for a little over a year now, I think, um, and now it looks like you can have access to the ANSYS Structural Solver inside Creo. So it's using the Creo interface, which you're used to if you're a PTC user, but you can set up and run and post-process um, uh, your models in that interface, but the actual solve is done in probably APDL. I'm not quite sure if it goes through mechanical first or if it goes straight to APDL. We'll have to definitely research that. But it's doing thermal, structural, and Modal analysis. They call it, the product is called Creo ANSYS Simulation. Um, and um, you can also, one of the things that I learned is you can, you build a model there and it works fine, but you want to do more sophisticated simulation than is supported in the Creo interface, just punch out and it'll export the model into ANSYS Mechanical. So you can go right into ANSYS Mechanical. So if you are a Creo user, I really strongly recommend that you search for PTC ANSYS Simulation. And on the PTC website, there's a press release about this. And more importantly, there's a video that actually shows how it works. Really nicely done. Um, it's not the first time that we've seen interfaces to the ANSYS uh, mechanical or mechanical APDL products in the PTC product family, but it's definitely a more advanced version of that and really well done. Um, definitely worth a look if you use both products. In the world of, that's all we have for ANSYS news, in the world of PDT news, we announced that uh, um, PADT uh, is um, growing in the area of 3D printing. And in doing so, we, uh, especially in metal, we just added an EOS M290 machine. And uh, the official announcement that Kang Su, who's a former ASU and University of Louisville professor, is now on our staff as a senior researcher in the area of metal additive manufacturing and design for additive manufacturing. So we're really excited about that. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a big step forward for us. Um, we've been in metal for a long time, but the addition of this machine, which is kind of the most common machine out there for metal additive, and and Kang, who's a true expert in the field, um, is going to take us to the next level. So um, look for that uh, to bleed over into the world of Ansys. Kang is is using the Ansys additive product right now. In fact, we were we were um, doing some benchmarking uh, just Wednesday before the holiday break um, to to see how fast it runs on various machines. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to get him on to talk about that in the near future. So very exciting news there. Um, 
publication-wise, I picked out two blog articles from the ANSYS blog. Uh, the first one is really well done, how HVAC simulation can improve safety in public spaces. Of course, we need to keep moving the air around to keep the virus, which is an aerosol, um, from getting into people's noses. And um, this is a really good uh, model, uh, really look at how you can model that in the ANSYS products. And then the second one that I really enjoyed was simulation, simulate flight control systems with embedded software in the loop. And although this is about flight control systems, um, it's a good example of how you can use SCADE to do embedded software and um, Twin Builder, which is our system modeling tool, to uh, look at how to, how to model the, uh, complicated control systems where you've got the actual embedded software in your uh, simulation loop. So very, very cool there. Um, nothing new on the ANSYS blog. Let's take a look at the upcoming events in the world of PADT. So I'm going to go to uh, our website to, uh, to see that. Go to padtinc.com slash events. And um, we've got three on Wednesday. Um, the first one is going to be something we're doing with ANSYS called multi, um, actually called ANSYS Mechanical Level Up. So the idea is to take a look at um, doing more with ANSYS Mechanical. It's a virtual event that ANSYS is sponsoring from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So it's it's a it's a good uh, four-hour uh, event, and that's Eastern time, by the way, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, do check that out on our website on our event page. And then we're doing. Uh, Jim's going to talk about multi-body dynamics in ANSYS Motion. And then in the evening, I'll be hosting the final Arizona Tech Business Networking event, our ninth one. Um, since this whole thing started, I thought I'd do three. Um, we'll probably do, uh, gosh, who knows how many more if we're doing one a month, um, probably two, at least two, if not four more of these things. Um, but the, the last one of 2020 is going to be on December 2nd at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's Phoenix time. And uh, anybody that's interested in technology in Arizona is, you don't have to be in Arizona, just to be interested in it in Arizona is welcome to attend. It's a really fun event and we're looking forward to it. Um, also, uh, holiday events coming up with the Tech Council. Um, I'll be at the Tucson After Five Holiday Text Mixer, um, which is a virtual on the 9th. And then our big Tech the Halls virtual holiday mixer, which is on the 16th of December. I will also be attending that. And that's from 3 to 5 um, on the 16th of December. And that should be it for the rest of the year. Um, what a year it's been. <laughs> we'll be doing uh, one more podcast at least. Let me take a look at the calendar um, because, yeah, this will go out on the 30th. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably do uh, one more podcast, if not, and then a, then a 2020 sum up um, <clears throat> before the end of the year if I can get everybody together. So I want to spread holiday cheer to everyone and thank everybody for attending. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in and spread the word. Please subscribe to the podcast itself as well. And don't hesitate to reach out at uh, podcast at padtinc.com. And so I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, thank you for listening through this tongue twisted version of our podcast. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 77. 
As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with Ansys Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only, and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.pdtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at pdtinc.com. See you next time. A little postscript. The cookies, outstanding. Uh, ginger, basically ginger snaps. Um, really, really good. Everybody have a great holiday season.